Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Book Journeys Radio. This is Angela Loria from Journey Girl Publishing, and I am so excited to be broadcasting to you today from the Children's Miracle Network, uh, their big annual celebration conference. Such an exciting place to be, and I am with the author of Bankrupt at Birth, uh, which is a a book that my group published recently, and um, so excited you got to share that book with a thousand of the, you know, some of the just the top luminaries in, in particularly in the hospital space, but people that are like-minded, people that also want to help children, help parents, um, just like. the book Bankrupt at Birth does, and it's a great example of the kind of synergies that you can have, ways you can get your book into the world, make the impact you want to make, and in Joe's case, um, really, you know, really make an impact on the world. All of the the proceeds of his book go to Children's Miracle Network, and then Children's Miracle Network is also working um, with him to help get the book out into the world, and and it's kind of a it's the perfect win win that I that I wish for, for every author, really. It's very exciting to to be here and to be a part of that. So um, so I just want to share that with everybody and remind you of what is possible when, when you are an author, things that just really wouldn't be possible um, without a book. So, and with that, for today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk to Dr. Lorraine Wissom, and um, Dr. Lorraine, did I say your name wrong again? Wisham. It's Wisham. Wisham, yes. As soon as I said it, I was like, wait, that's not right. Um, <laughs> Dr. Lorraine Wisham, she is the author of How to Become Fit, Fine, and Fabulous in Career, Business, and Life. Who doesn't want that? Um, so, and, and if you want to check out Dr. Lorraine's site, it's drlorraine.com. Um, or you can check out Fit, Fine, and Fabulous, fitfinefabulous.com. So as we're talking today, please please check out those sites and get a little more uh, a little more information about her. Um, Dr. Lorraine, we on this show, what we like to cover is what I call the process of transforming into an author, going from I want to write a book to holding your book in your hands. So why don't you take a minute and tell us a little bit about how that happened for you with this book. How did you come up with the idea? And tell us a little bit about what it took to uh, to be where you are today. Well, I think the idea was that I really wanted to write something that was geared for my particular audience or my particular niche. And one of the ways that I knew that I could do that, if I wrote something that most women are concerned with, either their career, which we all are, our business, and of course, you know, our life. And so that's what prompted that. And the the part that was really interesting, as I wrote this book, it was about how to, you know, change that whole process, how to define your own you know, network, how to define what success means to you, I actually went through that whole process that's defined in the book. And it was really quite interesting for me. So I think for most people, I think if you write about something that you truly enjoy, I think that's really what makes it 
a lot easier because it's a subject that you know a lot about. And if you don't, if you kind of live through the process, it makes writing a book quite easy as well. And so when you um, when you got the idea, and and how, well, let me ask this: How did you get the uh, how did you get the idea to turn this into a book? Because those are great topics, but there are lots of ways to address that. So what made you say, well, I'm going to write a book? Well, you know, because I travel a lot to so many conferences, and I was, and I surveyed a lot of women. They didn't realize I was asking certain questions, you know, how <laughs> you're networking, you're talking. And I found out that most women, they really didn't know their purpose, or if they did know their purpose, they didn't know quite how to you know, make it come to pass. They just didn't have the tools that they needed. They knew maybe this is my purpose, this is where I want to be, I'm at point A, so how do I get from A to Z? And so then I got to thinking, I said, you know, all these women are the women that are, you know, my target audience. Why not write something that can not only help myself, because I also needed to know all those steps as well, but will also help other women. I love so that. You, you really highlighted, I think you've highlighted great things, so I want to just jump in and point this out to people. If there is something, and one of my clients right now, for instance, is working on some health issues, and she really wants to understand how, uh, you know, how food in general affects the body, how you can use food to change your health. And she's really interested in that topic because it affects her. Using a book as a way to really learn a topic in detail to get some of these questions that you had in your case or or my book coaching client. Um, It it gives you a tremendous perspective as an author to answer those questions. So even if you're just a mom trying to find, I don't know, the best Legos for your kid, to answer that question from the perspective of an author gives you a really different perspective and access to – different answers. I mean, I'm sure you were able to get interviews and have conversations that you might not have been able to get if you weren't in the middle of writing a book. And that's so true because the minute that I talked to someone, I said, you know, I'm writing a book. And I said, I just want to know. And, of course, everybody wants to talk to you, you know, because, again, people want to share. It's really interesting when people know that you're writing a book, white paper, whatever it may be, they really want to share and they really want to help. And I found that to be so true with women. And I even interviewed men, even though most people think this book is for uh, women, which it is, but I call it, I also in the book I say it's for those men that are enlightened. In other words, they understand they too can be fit, fine, and fabulous. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I like those guys. Send them my way. Um and so, okay, so you figure out I want to write a book. And let's talk about how long did it take you from when you got that idea, I want to write a book about this topic, until you were holding it in your hands. How long did that take? That's a question I get all the time. For me, I would say about a year. Um, even though I did research for a couple of years of just traveling to all the different conferences, I really didn't start to put pen to paper, um, and I would say a year. It took me a year, and I actually have the manuscript in hand. We're actually going to press with it now as we speak. So um, it, it was a year process. Could it have been shorter? It probably would have been, but 
even in the course of this year, I was still talking to other people. I, You know, so many ideas was coming across. I had more ideas than the book would fill. I had too many ideas, so I had to take a step back and I outlined what did I really want to say. So putting together that outline and within that outline defining what each chapter was going to look like made it a lot easier because I had, in essence, I had too much material. And I know I talk to some people and they, they don't have enough, but I had way too much. Mm-hmm. It's usually one way or the other. It's hard yeah. hard to come out perfect, I guess. <laughs> and so it took you about a year to write it, and now you're in the process of, of publishing. Are you self-publishing? I What I did was, for me, because so many, as I talked to uh, various women, they are also looking for someone to help them publish their book. So because I've, you know, this has been almost a four, four years of my life and doing this, the three years of research, I actually set up a publishing company and I had a publishing mentor. So I kind of did it a little bit differently. Uh, it's a combination of self-published, but I also have a publishing company now. Nice. It's very exciting. So let's talk more about your writing process. So it took you about a year, which is actually pretty fast on the scale of things, although, you know, you say you could have gone faster. And during that year, um, what sorts of, I mean, you know, life is full of obstacles and everybody faces roadblocks. What sorts of roadblocks and obstacles came up for you? Too much content we talked about, Yeah. I think for me, as I said, was having, again, too much material, uh, making sure some of the obstacles. I found a couple of times I was getting off course, but always making sure I stayed on course because I knew what the book was going to be. That's the first thing that I did. Okay, what is this book? What is it supposed to do? And sometimes I found myself getting a little bit off course, mainly because I'm a visionary, so I can see all these different ways that I can do all of these things. But just making sure that I stayed on course, making sure that I followed the outline, that was real critical for me. And what happened when you, what was, what's one tip or trick or technique or maybe something you learned from your mentor to get yourself back on course? One of the things was that he that he shared with me that I thought was really good is that once you develop the outline, you stick with the outline and you have to write every day. And although I did not write every day, what I did do every other day, I did set aside two hours and I wrote for a two-hour block of time. And that you have to have that consistency. Otherwise, you'll tend to put it off. You'll say, I'll get to it tomorrow. But I literally scheduled, and this is one of the things that he said, you schedule the time to write just like you schedule the time to do anything else in your life. Mm. Interesting. And you, in two hours, how did you get to the two-hour time block? Why not an hour? Why not four hours? How did you come up with two hours, and how did you know that? Well, for two hours for me... Uh, it, it made I could get a lot done in two hours. I started off with one hour, and one hour by the time that you you know got your materials and you started writing, the hour went by so quickly. So I just selected. I said, okay, let me add another hour, and two hours really worked out well for me. A lot of times, what I also did on the weekends, especially on Sunday afternoons, if I didn't have any plans, I would take four hours on a Sunday afternoon and I would write. And usually it was from 12 to 4. 
So during and, the week, I did, yeah, and Sunday afternoons is one of the best times to write because, you know, it's kind of that, you know, in the afternoon we kind of relax, you know, you've done whatever you're going to do that morning, you've gone out to brunch or breakfast, and it's just a great time just to kind of curl up and just to write. Yeah, that's fantastic. And did you find when you were writing your book during that, you know, that period of time that you had to say no to certain things, whether they were social obligations or business obligations? How did you carve out, you know, two, four, six to ten, I guess six to ten hours, six to twelve hours a week that you were well, you working do find, your You're right. You find yourself saying no because if you say yes all the time, then the book is not going to get done. And most of the people that knew me, they knew I was writing a book, and they kind of knew my schedule. They knew kind of like a Sunday afternoon, okay, she's writing. And so when I said, no, I've got to stay on track, I've got a book, they, they, they were okay with that. But if there was something that I could not get out of, let's just say there was an event I had to go to uh, on Tuesday, and Tuesday was my writing time, then I had to make up that time somewhere throughout the rest of that week, whether it was Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. The time still had to be allocated to writing. It's when you come, you know, you have to have that commitment to it. Right, right. And so, um, so you went through you went through your process uh, of writing, and was um, writer's block something that came up for you? Did you sometimes sit down for a, a two hour spell and find nothing wanted to come out of your fingertips? That's true. I mean, there were times you could sit there almost an hour and forty five minutes, and you're kind of making all these notes, but nothing kind of resonated to the point that you could say, "Okay, I can put this in the book." But what is interesting, if you still spend that time and whatever you're thinking about, still jot that down, because at some point that may be something that you can use later on in the book. So I kept kind of a separate notebook, and any time I had writer's block, just whatever came to mind, I just would jot that down, write it. I I had a a handheld recorder that I used as well. So I kept track of all of that time where there was just nothing, and I would just talk. You know, I would just say, okay, I was thinking about writing on this chapter, but nothing comes to mind, but I'm thinking about, and I would just list those things that I was thinking about, and believe it or not, a lot of those ideas I was able to use elsewhere in the book. And so did you actually, I think I'm getting this right, when you set aside two hours, even if you weren't feeling motivated, even if you were maybe writing random thoughts and not keeping up with your book outline or something like that, you would still dedicate that that time to your book, even if it didn't feel, you know, even if you didn't Absolutely. feel super motivated. Absolutely. Well, because I think it's, that it's, is a big, I think that's a, a big tip that people can take away is to carve out that time commitment, stick with it, write something, even if it's not your most inspired stuff, put it in a file called something, and then very interesting how it ended up making its way into the book, even maybe not the way you expected it would. And and it's so interesting. What else it did for me, I could look back at that file of something, and it would sometimes trigger something that I needed for whatever chapter I was working on just from looking back at notes because it's always going to trigger something. Everything didn't make it in the book, but it always sparked 
something else for me to write about maybe in a future chapter. I That was, to me, that notebook that I used was my most valuable piece of information because it just had every every time there was an idea, it went into that notebook or it went onto the recorder. Even when I was driving, I kept my recorder with me. So anytime anything, you know, sometimes you can just see a billboard and a great idea will come to mind. I recorded it or if I was able to write it, it went, you know, in that something notebook. Did you... Um did you write your book longhand? I wrote a lot of it longhand, and I learned. This is a tip I learned from my mentor. He said, "Practice writing longhand. Uh, it's easy, of course. You know, we can sit in front of our keyboard and we can type forever." He said, "But get in the habit of writing longhand. Get in the habit of journaling because it will help you be more creative." And true enough, it was one of the things I did not want to do when I first started. I thought, why am I wasting my time? This is taking too much time. But it was when I did my best work. It's when I wrote longhanded. It's interesting. You're like the third interview I've done in a row that said that same thing. And I'm working on my book right now, and I have not even thought for a minute about writing longhand. But now I'm like, oh, my God, did somebody else just say it? I feel like it's the universe talking to me. So that is very yeah, it, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference in your whole thought process. It, it, it it's, it's a very different way of tapping into, you know, your thought process and how you want to say it on paper. It comes across very differently. Yeah. Hmm. And then you mentioned using a recorder. Now, one of the things that I teach my clients is um, we actually take their book outline and we turn it into an interview and then I will record them, I will interview them and record it, and we get a transcript of that as a basis for a chapter. You mentioned using a recorder almost for your own notes, maybe times where you either couldn't take notes because you're driving or, you know, maybe didn't didn't feel like writing and wanted to talk. Did you then get those transcribed, or did you go back and listen to them? How did I, you I, them? My VA actually did the transcription of those. Sometimes it was just the same. Sometimes it was just, you know, a thought. It, you know, it wasn't anything that um, you could maybe just take it literally and put it in the book, but it triggered so many other things. Sometimes it was just a quote that I may have uh, heard. I might have been at a networking event at a luncheon and someone might have said something. I always carry the index card because when I couldn't use the recorder, if I didn't have the notebook, I never leave home without index cards. So if you're at a networking event or a luncheon, you could quickly make a note there. So I just kept all of that and my VA actually did transcribe all of it for me. Fantastic. Well, okay, so now you, you've made it through writing your book. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the publishing process. Um, I know you've talked about self-publishing and actually starting your own publishing company. How did, you, how did you reach that conclusion? How did you decide to go that route? Why? And what are some lessons learned you might leave people with? Well, you know, I, I think for me it was the best route because it's it also is going to create another stream of income for me. Being a publisher, um, I will be able to help other publishers. I looked at the self-publishing. I knew that that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do because there are pros and cons of that. I did submit the book to a publisher, and 
the flavor of the book was changing a little bit too much from what I really wanted the book to be. So I kind of took that middle of the road. I have a combination of, you know, I took what's great from the self-publishing side, what's great from having a publisher, and kind of that was the road that I chose for myself. Now, I do have an editor, and, of course, I had the proofreader, and and, um, that my editor... Uh, the person that I'm using to do that, they're making sure that it comes out in the ebook format. They're taking care of getting all the reviews for it. So I pull the best from both worlds and then combine that to say, okay, this is what truly works for me. And it it sounds like you do you have a speaking career or how I do you I do I do have a speaking career and and part of what the book I wanted the book to do was to open up more speaking opportunities for me because obviously if you've got a book, especially depending on the subject, it does open up speaking opportunities. And one of the things I can say that has truly done for me going this particular route is that I have probably right now uh, probably 10 sponsors for the book. So I also chose to go differently because I wanted sponsors. I wanted name sponsors to be the backers of this book because, again, I knew that that would open up more opportunities for speaking engagements as well. Well, let's talk about that. That is something I have never heard about on this show. Tell me about what is a book sponsor? How did you find them? Who are they? Tell me about this. Well, I, I can say at, at this point because they, they're just doing their contract, all, everyone's doing their contracts this week, they really can't say their names. Well, you don't I have to say you. who they are. Yeah, I can tell you I do have a major what is magazine. <laughs> I do have a major magazine I, and that's sponsoring this. And because it's fine and fabulous, I have a major um company that, that handles workout equipment, they want to be okay, part of this Okay, but before process. we get into that, tell us what, I need to know more about this concept. So, because books don't usually have sponsors, so why don't you... I know, and, and they don't because, and here's what I did. I combined the book with an event. So when I was, when you, when I approached a sponsor, I approached them with, okay, here's the idea, here's, here's the book. Here's what I want you to do in terms of sponsoring a book. Here's the event that's going to follow after the debut of the book. And I would like for you to sponsor not only the book, but to be a sponsor for the event. So I approached it because I knew I wanted to tie an event around the book. I wanted to have a fit, fine, and fabulous event. So that's how I was able to garner sponsors. So, okay, I want to make sure everyone's getting this, because this is pretty revolutionary stuff. I don't know if this is something you heard about or you invented this or or what, but this idea is basically when Dr. Lorene's book comes out, which is I think she's coming out about a month from today, she already has 12 events. You could think of them probably as book signings or a book tour or something like that. She has 12 events scheduled to let people know about her book. And I'm guessing that those 12 events are actually paid for by a sponsor. Absolutely. So she is not spending any money here to get to for, to do 12 events. If you are signing up and authors come to me all the time and they want to do bookstore signings, um, where, you know, they are lucky to get a dozen people to come to their right. signing. 
she has 12 events set up. She has sponsors who are corporations. She mentioned one is a magazine, um, but, you know, retailers, brand names, products, magazines, any anything you could really think of here. They are interested in her book. They are trying to reach the same people as her readers will be, women who want to be fit, fine, and fabulous in business, career, and life. That is their target market, their demographic. They're using her book as a great excuse to reach their audience. And by the way, she's using their product as a great way to reach her people. So this is what I'm talking about with Joe's book that I started today's show um, with the Children's Miracle Network, is when you find a partnership, when you find somebody with reach, a brand, or in Joe's case, a charity, in Dr. Lorene's case, a magazine, whatever those connections are, and you structure, the word I use is architect your book around those types of connections, in this case around sponsorship, you not only have money for book signing events or a book tour, which most people, by the way, even with you know the biggest name publishers don't have, so Lorene's already ahead of the game there. But you have a way to get your the word about your book out to even more influencers. Because who do you know that goes to, you know, today I'm not the Children's Miracle Network annual event. They are not sending their interns and, you know, entry-level employees here. Their, their most significant corporate sponsors are here. Their most senior officials, administrators, program directors are here. That's who's getting a copy of Joe's book. And at the events that Lorene is talking about, her book is going to go to people that are networking, people that show up at events. Those are often very influential people. And I will tell you, I will be shocked if those 12 sponsored events don't lead to 12 more somethings whatever they are, speaking engagements, consulting engagements, other sponsored events. So I'm really excited you brought this idea up, so excited we stumbled on this because I think it's a great idea of the kind of creativity that having a book opens up and a, a really great idea of some of the possibility that's out there Um you know, people get stuck on, for a long time I used to talk to authors who wanted to be New York Times bestsellers. Now um, now what I hear is I want to be, I want to be asked to do a TED Talk. Um, but those are very small, limited goals. I've never had an author come to me and to say, I want, you know, I'm really hoping I get 12 sponsors and, you know, to do 12 events with my book launch. But that could really, in many ways, be a much more exciting, powerful, and even lucrative opportunity than being a New York Times bestseller. That's true. So, Very much so. So I think this is so exciting. And um, so, ha- so you're having these twelve events. Are they? Is it exactly the same cookie cutter event with twelve different sponsors, or is each event custom? Each event is going to be a custom event. Um, each event will be custom. Um, I don't want to do kind of cookie cutter. Um, you know, part of my whole book is that you do those things that separate you, that make you different, that make you, it, you're creating your own space. You're creating what makes you unique. What is your definition of success? So I won't do anything that's cookie cutter. And depending on, 
the event and the sponsor, it will be very, very different than uh, most events. And I've gone through, I've gone to so many conferences and workshops that I really just decided I wanted to do something that's not typically being done. Wow. Well, Dr. Lorene Wisham calls herself the million-dollar solutionist, and I think now everybody knows why. Um, please go to drlorene.com or check out fitfinefabulous.com, and um, you will probably get a bunch of other ideas from her like we all have today. Dr. Lorene, thank you so much for your time and your amazing insights. I am really excited for your book to come out. Make sure you let us know. Uh, oh, I will. Make sure you let us know when it's live so we can review it and tweet it and, and share it with our community. Um, it's really it's really a gift to the world. Thank you so much, and it's been my pleasure. I, I really have enjoyed uh, being on the show, very much so. Fantastic. Well, if you feel like you have a book inside you, if you feel like Dr. Lorraine's message today about working with sponsors or speaking to groups, if that is tugging on your heartstrings, if if there is a little morsel of that that feels like you can you can do this, you can make it happen too. Um, I really want to encourage you to to follow that lead. You're you're hot on the trail of something that could really blow the doors wide open. Um, you can certainly check out the um, Book Circle Live event that I'm doing in Phoenix, bookcirclelive.eventbrite.com. Um, check that out. Um, check out Dr. Lorene's website, drlorene.com. And um, really, I would say continue to follow your nose on your book dreams and um, and make those dreams come true. It will It will be worth it. So that's Book Journey Radios for this week. We'll see you back here next week with another great author. Today is, I